Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptid Corner. With me, your host, Justin Crunkleton. Starting up with a new uh, semester here at Call Falls College uh, with the Eagle Radio team, by which this podcast is sponsored by. <clears throat> Last year on Cryptid Corner, we left with the mysteries of La Llorona. We also took into account and looked at the legends and stories behind the Goatman as well. As a reminder, here at Cryptid Corner, we delve into the creatures and stories of folklore and mythology and listen to some first-hand accounts, whether they be fact or fiction, and we dive into the collective knowledge that we people have put together on behalf of these folklore stories. Particularly here, we focus on cryptid creatures, that is, creatures who have not been confirmed to exist by science, leaving them to folklore and legend. On today's episode, uh, we investigate the shadowed winged figure of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the Mothman. Have you ever seen a moth fly at you in the middle of the night, uh, cast by daylight as Maybe you got between it and its lamp it was heading for, or its street light, or been at a football game and one just smacks the side of your head. Ever turned and looked at those moths head on, and you get just a glimpse of what some consider cute and fuzzy, others consider terrifying features that it has. Two large, multi-part eyes, um, odd-looking proboscis in between them, Large, stickly antenna and big fuzzy body, large wings. And Moth seems to fear nothing in its pursuit of light and its pursuit of flame. Now imagine a moth like that, standing between six and seven foot tall, wingspan of nearly ten feet, and perhaps couple all that with the moth flying at your head at about a hundred miles per hour. Well, this is what the people of Point Pleasant, West Virginia claim you could encounter when visiting their town. From approximately November 1966 through December of 1967, dozens of people reported sightings of a huge, semi-human winged creature with glowing red eyes around their hometown of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. All who encountered this menacing creature were terrified by their experience. The local media, the giant winged beast, became known as the Mothman. Now, legend has it that the cluster of an ominous Mothman sightings of the late 60s were actually a dark omen predicting a horrific disaster. We're going to look into these claims and the history of the Mothman, as well as the different variations across the country, as some other people claim to have their own local Mothman as well. On November 15, 1966, two young couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Stephen Mary Millette told police they saw a large white creature whose eyes glowed red when the car headlights picked it up. They described it as a flying man with 10-foot wings, following their car while they were driving in an area known as the TNT area, the site of a former World War II munitions plant. During the next few days, other people reported similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who sighted it said it was a large bird with red eyes. 
Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron species he termed a shitepoke. Contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed, quote, like bicycle reflectors, and blamed buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on the creature. Wildlife biologist Dr. Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane, a large American crane almost as high as a man with a seven-foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes, and that the bird may have wandered just outside its migration route. This skepticism is warranted, I would say, until we get to December 15th, 1967. The Silver Bridge, connecting Point Pleasant, West Virginia with Canagua, Ohio, collapsed into the frigid waters of the Ohio River during the heavy rush hour traffic, leaving 46 people dead. Now, what does this have to do with the Mothman monster? It would be that the most famous of its sightings to be a photograph taken on that bridge, not a week before its collapse. There were no Mothman reports in the immediate aftermath of December 15th, giving rise to the legends that the Mothman was a harbinger of bad omens, and his presence before the bridge collapse would have certainly caused it or had something to do with it. Now, later on, during claims of later sightings, these people, UFOologists, those who are inclined to study and believe in the existence of unidentified flying objects, they had conducted interviews on people who had claimed to see the Mothman. Coming back to Linda Scarborough, she claimed that she and her husband had seen Mothman, quote, a hundred times, sometimes at close range, commenting that, quote, it seems like it doesn't want to hurt you, it just wants to communicate with you. Cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman claims that the sightings of the Mothman continue and told USA Today that he re-interviewed witnesses described in a book written about the creature who said Mothman was a huge creature about seven foot tall with huge wings and red eyes and that they could quote see it see the creature flapping right behind them as they fled from it. Now to take a dive into the paranormal of this creature those same UFOologists, paranormal authors, and cryptozoologists believe that Mothman some of them believe that Mothman was an alien a supernatural manifestation or an unknown cryptid. We here at Cryptid Corner are banking on cryptid. In his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, the same book to where the UFOologist pulled from the known eyewitnesses, author John Keel claimed that the Point Pleasant residents experienced precognitions, including premonitions of the collapse of the Silver Bridge, unidentified flying object sightings, visits from mysterious or threatening men in black, and other bizarre phenomena before the bridge's collapse. However, Keel had been criticized for distorting established data and for gullibility exploitation. This is a man who uh, put together the book, The Mothman Prophecies. He wanted to tie together all different manners of human skepticism and human conspiracy into one intricately woven theory that the Mothman was a harbinger of death and doom, destruction, the prophet for oncoming devastation. And when the bridge did collapse that day on December 15th, it all but secured his waning theories. 
for due skepticism of this Mothman creature and its paranormal ties. Known skeptic on the situation, Joe Nichols, says that a number of hoaxes followed the publicity generated by the original reports, such as a group of construction workers who tied red flashlights to helium balloons. Uh, Nichols attributes the Mothman reports to pranks, misidentified planes, and sightings of a barred owl, an albino owl, or perhaps a large snowy owl, suggesting that the Mothman's glowing eyes were actually red eye effect caused from the reflection of light on the owl's eyes. The area lies outside the snowy owl's usual range and locals, unfamiliar with the large owl, could have misidentified the bird. Folklorist John Harold Brunbond notes that Mothman has been widely covered in the popular press, some claiming sightings connected with UFOs and others claiming that a military storage site was Mothman's home. Brunbond notes that recording recountings of the 66 to 67 Mothman reports usually state that at least 100 people saw Mothman with many more, quote, afraid to report their sightings, but observed that written sources for such stories consisted of children's books or sensationalized or undocumented accounts that failed to, quote, identifiable persons. Brunvon found many elements in common among many Mothman reports and older folk tales, suggesting that something real may have triggered the scares and became woven with existing folklore. He also records anecdotal tales of Mothman supposedly attacking the roofs of parked cars inhabited by teenagers in Lover's Lane. Now, I have not been able to find any of Brunvon's source texts or uh, anything uh, manuscript-like back from uh, the folklore he pulls from and compares these eyewitness stories to. How I would love to find them if I could, but since I cannot, I will have to pull from other areas. Well, after this long and arduous history of Mothman and the scary implications his presence could have had, Point, the residents of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, have decided to make the most out of his legend, for he and his associated story have put them on the map. Point Pleasant held its first annual Mothman Festival in 2002 and erected a 12-foot-tall metallic statue of the creature, created by artist and sculptor Bob Roach, and they unveiled it in 2003. The Mothman Museum there in uh, West Virginia in Ple Point Pleasant and Research Center opened in 2005, and it is run by a one Jeff Wamsley. The festival they hold is a week-long event, weekend-long event held on the third weekend of every September. There are a variety of events that go on during the festival, such as guest speakers, vendor exhibits, and hayride tours focused on the notable areas of Point Pleasant. It seems even after such a scary history where so many seem to have been inflicted by this Mothman creature, they still choose to make the best out of it. Could this be because he never existed at all, and while the story made them famous, why waste that? Or could it be that if he really did exist, those who had encountered him were simply swept under the rug and thrown in with the rest of the community on what's best for them, holding a festival then to bring in uh, revenue and publicity once a year. Who knows? But the aspect of a large flying screeching moth the size of the mountain from Game of Thrones, a bit worrisome. Something that I would not like to run into at the very least, if I had an inkling of suspicion that they existed around where I lived, would not urge for a festival to be named after him. But, I am not a resident of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I leave that to them. Here in Tocoa, Georgia, we have our own folklore and our own 
uh, beasts of the foothills of Appalachia, I'm sure they might say the same about us. Now for our story segment. I was able to find a few odd-in stories from Point Pleasant residents circling around the time uh, pre and pre-Silver Bridge collapse. <clears throat> our first story goes into detail describing the supposed home of the creature. Of an abandoned TNT plant had become the lair of the Mothman in the months ahead, and it could have not have picked a better place to hide in. The area was made up of several hundred acres of woods and large concrete domes where high explosives were stored during World War II. A network of tunnels honeycombed the area and made it possible for the creature to move about without being seen. In addition to the man-made labyrinth, the area was also comprised of the McClintic Wildlife Station a heavily forested animal preserve filled with woods, artificial ponds, and steep ridges and hills. Much of the property was almost inaccessible and without a doubt, Mothman could have hid for weeks or months and remained totally unseen. The only people who ever wandered there were hunters and fishermen and the local teenagers who used the rutted dirt roads of the preserve as lovers' lanes. Very few homes could be found in the region, but one dwelling in particular belonged to the Ralph Thomas family. On November 16th, they spotted a, quote, funny red light in the sky that moved and hovered above the TNT plant. It wasn't an airplane, Miss Marcella Bennett, a friend of the Thomas family, said, but we couldn't figure out what it was. Mrs. Bennett drove to the Thomas house a few minutes later and got out of the car with her baby. Suddenly, a figure stirred near the automobile. It seemed as though it had been lying down, she later recalled. It rose up slowly from the ground, a big gray thing, bigger than a man with terrible red glowing eyes. Miss Bennett was so horrified that she dropped her little girl. She quickly recovered, picked up her child, and ran to the house. The family locked everyone inside, but hysteria gripped them as the creature shuffled onto the porch and peered into the windows. The police were summoned, but the mothman had vanished by the time the authorities had arrived. Mrs. Bennett would not recover from the incident for months, and was in fact so distraught that she sought medical attention to deal with her anxieties. She was tormented by frightening dreams and later told investigators that she believed the creature had visited her own home too. She said that she could often hear an, a keening sound, like a woman screaming, near her isolated home on the edge of Point Pleasant. Now this woman screaming noise originates from the Mothman because people would report that he could not speak, or it seemed as though he would not speak. He would simply screech, as one could imagine a moth proportionally sized to a giant would. His wings glided, they did not flap nearly as much as a bird's would, however he could hover and ascend directly vertically into the sky, as if he were a helicopter. With these, seeing this in the sky coupled with the red eyes, and now his head seemed to have no neck, it was fixated upon the top of the shoulders. Uh, in a fixed position. Seeing all this together in a menagerie of cryptid fear and unknown would surely terrify the average West Virginian resident. Earlier we had talked about Keene's book mentioned Men in Black and their interactions with the citizens of Point Pleasant. Due to Keene's book, everyone had begun to think they were all related. To provide more detail on Keene's thoughts, he believed that 
the intervention of mysterious strangers in the lives of historic personages like Thomas Jefferson and Malcolm X had in their lives provides evidence of the continuing presence of the, quote, gods of old. The manifestation of these elder gods comes in the forms of UFOs and aliens, monsters, demons, angels, and even ghosts. He has remained a colorful character to many and yet remains respected in the field for his research and fascinating writings. One particular night during all these paranormal happenings, a reporter named Mary High, who was the Point Pleasant correspondent for the Athens, Ohio newspaper, The Messenger, also wrote extensively about the local sightings. In fact, after one very active weekend, she was deluged with over 500 phone calls from people who saw strange lights in the skies. One night in January 1967, she was working late in her office in the county courthouse as a man walked into the door. He was very short and had strange eyes that were covered with thick glasses. He also had long black hair that was cut squarely, like a bold haircut, she said. He spoke in a low, halting voice, and he asked for directions to Welsh, West Virginia. She thought that he had had some sort of speech impediment, and for some reason, he terrified her. Quote, he kept getting closer and closer to me, she said, and his funny eyes were staring at me almost hypnotically. Alarmed, she summoned the newspaper's circulation manager to her office, and together they spoke to the strange small man. She said that at one point in the discussion, she answered the telephone when it rang, and she noticed the little man pick up a pen from her desk. He looked at it in amazement, quote, as if he had never seen a pen before. Then he grabbed the pen, laughed loudly, and ran from the building. Odd, to say the least. Several weeks later, Hire was crossing the street near her office and saw the same exact man on the street. He appeared to be startled when he realized that she was watching him. He turned away quickly and ran for a large black car that suddenly came from around the corner. This little man climbed in and quickly drove away. Now this particular story seems quite odd. Could it have been Men in Black? Could it have been the Mothman taking on a new form? It could be a lot of things. This just goes to show the odd amount of peculiar happenings in Point Pleasant between those two years, and why author Keel seems to think that these were all connected in a greater story, greater influence. And while those sightings from Mothman in West Virginia were certainly pertinent, uh, straight from the source, it seems that Mothman has, if he is one particular entity, has made his rounds across the country. Most of the stories I was able to find come from National Public Radio in an article, The Case of the Chicago Mothman, in an article by Robbie Telfer with National Public Radio. He has gathered some peculiar accounts of sightings of Mothman in Chicago region, Illinois. He begins with his article telling the story of Point Pleasant and its uh, Mothman's origins. Uh, from Chicago reports, he has gathered that Mothman should be between 6 and 10 foot tall with a 10 plus foot wingspan. Uh, it's compared to a large owl, a pterosaur, or a bat. Eye color has been reported from all across the rainbow spectrum, red, green, yellow, and orange. Reported features go along with fur, leather-like skin, bat wings, no neck, and things of that nature. Its behavior, described by residents of Chicago, is screaming, flying towards lakes, disappearing, 
going real fast, portenting, portenting, looking at people with its large, scary eyeballs. In the city, moth folk are spotted all over, supposedly, though most often by body of water, bodies of water. So here are some standout witness statements, uh, excerpts from Chicago. In 2017, on the northerly, northerly island during the solar eclipse, this person reports saying, We were watching and observing as the moon began its transition when we heard a very loud scream. This sounded like squeaky truck brakes that squeal when you're pressing hard on them. At first we thought that's what it was, maybe a CTA bus or big truck with brakes that needed changing or maintenance. Then we heard it again. This time it lasted about three seconds, whereas the previous sound was brief. I look up to see a large object flying low over the docks that stick out to the Burnham Ar Harbor from across the water. This object looked like a large black cat, but also had humanoid features such as pronounced arms and legs. Next we have a witness from 2017 as well, located in the West Town neighborhood of Chicago. I was spending the afternoon on a rooftop and I saw something in the sky fairly high up and fairly far away. It wasn't being buffeted by about, the, about by the wind. It was moving slowly, but not randomly. It seemed to move with purpose. He included video evidence which I've reviewed, and I'll tell you what, if you were to go on the NPR.org and uh, the case of the Chicago Mothman, this video is rather striking. However, there is much room for skepticism, as with many videos of crypto. This next witness claiming himself with an in Jeff Located on the Fulton Market Street near the corner of Morgan, the same year, 2017, as the previous two. At first I thought it was a bird, but none I'd seen before, because it was just so huge and the way it was flapping its wings. The longer I watched it, it was like, what the hell is that thing? It was freaky. This account claims that the Mothman was flapping his wings, whereas other members of Point Pleasant and Chicago claim that it more or less glides as with all the laws of flight, and both are p totally plausible, something this size, in order to keep flight, by all known laws of physics, would indeed need to flap its wings at least every once in a while. However, this eyewitness seems to characterize that it was flapping more than other eyewitness counts. Another anonymous witness, this time in 2019, in Woodstock, Illinois, a bit farther out, he said that thought it may have been a big... Bigfoot initially, but then noticed that it had a large set of membrane wings attached to the back, extending over the top of its head. He described the shape of the wings as that of a gargoyle. The body was eight to nine feet in height and covered in dark fur. The arms and legs were well defined. To see these renditions and sightings of the Mothman all the way to Chicago from West Virginia isn't totally implausible. Something that size could have definitely flown, and why would it not? It doesn't seem to be completely wary of people. It doesn't mind, based on these accounts, showing itself. But what can we ascertain from this? We have a two-year concentrated timeline where supposedly over 500 people reported seeing something that could be described as extremely large, winged creature with large glowing red eyes screeching about in the dark skies of West Virginia and Chicago flying about. However, something that was not mentioned before was that after the 1967 Silver Bridge collapse, 
The Mothman sightings all but went away. Only now it seems to resurface in the past five to six years in another area in the north of the north. What do we believe then? If we are to believe Mothman is real, was he only there for a short time, truly as a bad omen? Can his screeching sound still be heard in Point Pleasant, West Virginia at night? This is something I would love to go visit and see for myself, perhaps an extended stay over a week. Seeing a, a creature as legendary as the Mothman would certainly fulfill many curiosities I've had over the years, hearing his stories. I can say personally that, traveling along the southern end of Appalachian Mountains, I've heard a few odd and end reports insinuating that they too have seen something similar to the Mothman, large owl-like creature. It is becoming partly infectious to the southeast as well, seeming to take over the minds and souls of people who claim to have seen it. Those who have claimed to have seen it are very fervous in their account and very sure of themselves that they know what they saw, as is with most cryptid sightings. It seems that though this cryptid is very popular and growing in popularity, even today. So, was it a bad omen? Did it ever truly exist at all? Either way, John Keel made some money with his book and became a bit of a prophetic figure, a sage, if you would, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I suppose, like many other cryptids and creatures, all we can say is, it's not out there until we see it. But oh boy, if we see it. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed hearing the different variations of the Mothman and his legend, um, his description, and those who witnessed seeing him. There wasn't too much variation on this legend and folklore cryptid. However, he was very famous, and so I felt as though he deserved a spot here on Cryptid Corner. As I have researched him for many years, and the members of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, he is what makes up their town's identity and soul. If Mothman is said to be a dark omen uh, for the people whose town it inhabits, perhaps those in Chicago are in for something. Who knows? Let's hope not. Let's just hope Mothman is an undiscovered cryptid, or let's just maybe hope he doesn't exist at all. Make sure to join us next time on Cryptid Corner as we begin to take another look into a different article of folklore or cryptid zoology. Thank to Cole Falls College and Eagle Radio team for sponsoring this podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you very much. On behalf of your host, Justin Crockett.